What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Coming In For A Landing podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Here's your host, Paul Hudrick. Hello, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Coming In For A Landing podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am your host, Paul Hudrick. We have a lot to discuss, but first, please rate, subscribe, download the Coming In For A Landing podcast and all of the great podcasts on our Liberty Ballers Network. And thank you, uh, as always, for checking us out. So first, we have to talk about the game uh, Tuesday night. I mean, do we want to talk about it? Do we do we have to talk about it? Yes, I guess we have to talk about it. So the Sixers lose in Utah, 120-85. As we know, as has been the case for a couple weeks now, just woefully shorthanded. No Joel Embiid. Uh, we're going to touch on that in a minute. No no Matisse Thybul, no Danny Green, and obviously still no Ben Simmons. We'll also touch on that uh, little nugget from the broadcast on TNT. Uh, last night about Ben Simmons in that situation, how the Sixers are viewing it. But just looking at the game last night, it's it's so hard right now. This team, they're just so decimated with the health and safety protocols, with the injuries, with Ben Simmons um, holding out, you know, not playing. It's just, you look up and down and, and the guys, I mean, you know, Tyrese Maxey is is certainly the positive. He still looks awesome. I mean, he had, he had 16 last night, but I think he would have easily had 20, which would have been, you know, if the game was still remotely competitive into the fourth quarter, that would have given him four straight 20-point games, which is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, this is the best scoring output we've seen from a young player on the Sixers since Joel Embiid, quite frankly, um, in his second season. Um, and Maxi just looked great. He's considering to shoot the ball extremely well, which is, I, I think that's the one, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of things that Tyrese has to work on and, and has to get better at. And, um, as time goes on, we'll see those improvements, but I think the shot is the one thing that most people were concerned about with him coming out. And it, that was probably the biggest factor for him falling, uh, 21st overall to the Sixers. But this season, I mean, he's, he's. 50, 40, almost 90. Uh, he's 51.8% from the field, 42% from three, and then 87.5 from the free throw line. I mean, that is that is efficiency. Uh, plus, you know, 4.4 assists and only 1.4 turnovers while averaging 17.5 points per game. This kid is going to be a star. Uh, I, I, I've I been kind of holding back on saying that, but, I mean, he's he just turned 21 years old, and, and to see what he's doing... Granted, I know it's it's been a brutal stretch. They've lost you know five straight games now. You know suddenly they're looking like a team that's probably going to fall below five hundred. Unfortunately, after they get home from this road trip, just because it doesn't get any easier with with Denver Thursday night. Uh, you know Portland that could potentially be a winnable game, but it certainly won't be easy. They Sixers historically, I feel like don't play well out in Portland. Uh, and then Sacramento on Monday, again, winnable. But then you wrap up the the West Coast slate 
against the Warriors, who if, if you didn't watch the Warriors-Brooklyn game before the Sixers game, the Warriors look like a machine right now. Um, they look like the best team in the NBA. So that's not going to be a fun matchup for the Sixers, uh, especially if they don't get any reinforcements back, which I have to be honest, I'm not I'm not real optimistic they do. Uh, I, I would be really surprised to see Joel Embiid at any point during this trip. Matisse Thibel seems like it's a pretty dicey situation where Doc said he doesn't, you know, kind of there was clutter there. Take that however you want to take it, but that doesn't seem great um, to hear that when we're talking about Matisse Thibel and his possible return. And they certainly felt his absence last night in a big way, um, and they felt it, you know, uh, since he's been out. Uh, he's just such a good defensive presence, and they, they could really use him right now. And then Joel Embiid, I mean, that's you're missing two of your, you know, I would say with Ben Simmons being, you know, not currently with the team, Joel Embiid and Matisse Thibel, those are your two best defensive players. You're missing both of them. So that's that's just really difficult to overcome. And then Danny Green, I know some people aren't, are you know, the Sixers fan base is kind of turned on Danny Green for numerous reasons. But Danny Green is still a pretty valuable part of this team, and he just hasn't been able to recover from that hamstring injury. So I'm still... You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to overcome. And then I think on top of it, the guys that are playing, they are clearly tired, overworked. And you could just, like, Seth Carey's, he's already battling, a, I think, it's, I believe it's a bruised left toe. One of eight last night. He just hasn't looked good at all the last few games. He looks like he's not 100%. And guys like, you know, Andre Drummond clearly is getting extended and he's getting exposed. George Niang to, to a certain degree as well. And, you know, Korkmaz, he just, he's, I, I, again, I, I wonder how that wrist is doing. You know, he came back and it was unbelievable coming back from that injury, but has really struggled since um, over the last couple games. Isaiah Joe gets his first extended action. He goes one of eight from three. So it's just, I just think these guys, and then, you know, Tobias Harris, I, I don't think he is fully back yet, which you can't expect him to be, right? Uh, I mean, you know, coming off the, the health and safety protocols, it's, it's going to take him some time to become to be Tobias Harris again, and I don't think he's he's even close to that yet. So that's that's you know an issue in and of itself. It was an interesting move from Doc Rivers where he didn't go to Paul Reed until garbage time, which I think is pretty telling. And I I, I know a lot of people like Paul Reed an awful lot, and I get it. He's he's so high energy, he's athletic, he's fun fun to watch. But I just think Doc Rivers doesn't trust him, and I don't think Doc Rivers trusts him to be in the spots he's supposed to be in, which is not great. And I think that's why you even saw Charles Bassey get some time over him uh, against Utah. And Bassey, actually, I have to say, has not looked out of place at all on the defensive end of the floor. This is a guy I think could be an impactful player on that. And he blocked Gobert, challenged a couple other shots at the rim. Uh, he... he He's an interesting guy. Uh, I, you know, offensively, he's still really raw, and I think he's got a long ways to go on that end. But there are some tools there with Bassey, and I, I'm really intrigued to see his development and to see if maybe Doc decides to move him, more, uh, use him more. Uh, as mentioned, Andre Drummond just really was not effective at all last night, and he, he's his his just his struggles at the rim. Man, he he is just he's just really just really struggling in that regard. I think with Drummond. And I think it kind of goes back to the idea of all these guys being out. I think he's pressing and I think he's just trying to do too much. When he's been good this year, he's playing within himself. He's doing what he's doing Andre Drummond stuff. He's rebounding. 
He's finding cutters. He's making good passes. He's, you know, playing well out of dribble handoffs. He's protecting the rim. You know, he, he's catching lobs. He, he's having, he's, you know, tip-ins, putbacks. Like, that. that's Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is not, you can't give him the ball on the block and ask him to score. And he can't ask that of himself. It's just not a realistic way to do things. And I just, I, I you know, I, I'm a little concerned about his last couple games, especially last night. He was just, he just looked really um, outclassed. By Rudy Gobert, which Rudy Gobert's a hell of a player, so you know a little bit of credit to uh, Andre there, but just it doesn't look that situation doesn't look great right now, and, and it's just like like I've already mentioned, this is just a team that looks looks tired, looks tired, looks overworked. I even thought Shake Milton looked good early, but then he went up. He had to he had to play late in the game because they just don't have like they can't clear the bench and go to guys because. They don't have the guys to do that. Like, Shake Milton had to play 35 minutes last night. Uh, he shouldn't have, like, th- that's a game you ideally, and like, he looked good early, but he winds up going finishing 7 of 19 and, uh, you know, minus 26. But, I mean, it's, it, he was in a tough spot. And Doc Rivers is in a tough spot. It's really, I don't, you have to give Doc Rivers credit for the way he handled things to start and, you know, dealing with all the drama having this team playing good basketball to start the season. And I just think now we're at a point where you can only hold that stuff together until, you know, then once your MVP candidate is out, once your best defensive player is out, it's just stuff starts adding up and it's just, it just gets to be too much to overcome. And I, and I think that's where the Sixers are right now. I think there's just too much to overcome, too much to deal with. And, uh, you know, I, you know Charles Barkley said it on the on the on TNT last night, and it's it's hard to disagree with him. If Joel Embiid doesn't play on this road trip, they might not win a game on it. They they really might not, and it's it's hard to even get upset about that or get mad at it because of the circumstances. What, what are you going to do? I mean, this is a team that just doesn't just doesn't have what it needs to compete with other teams right now, and that's why I mean, really, this you could argue, and I think it would be a fair argument, is that's why you have to win at least one, if not two of those games at home. Um, granted, the Knicks game and Bucks game, those, those are two games they probably shouldn't even have been in. It was really impressive. But two games they had a chance, you know, all three games they had a chance to win. Um, and they just couldn't put pull any of them out. And it's really hurt them. Uh, and that's going into this road trip. And, you know, and also, like, you know, the the kind of the way they came out flat against Indiana, if they – if they show up against Indiana, they they have a pretty good chance of winning that game. But that second quarter, they got blitzed and just never recovered from it, and just didn't didn't have a good game. And it's a team that is a beatable team in Indiana. They're not they're certainly not a bad team, but it's a beatable team. It was a winnable game. We're gonna take a quick break, but on the other side, I want to touch a little bit on the Ben Simmons stuff that came out last night during the TNT broadcast, just kind of where the organization is and where they all see, uh, you know, I guess the organization's stance and how it seems to be a little bit conflicted. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on the other side. We'll be right back. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. 
You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back, and we have to talk about it. I have to talk about Ben Simmons. You don't want to hear about it. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I have to be honest with you. This is, <laughs> it, it's it's getting old, and I get it. And I think that's where the report makes sense. Uh, if you didn't hear the TNT broadcast last night, Kristen Ludlow said basically that there is a there are people she talked to in the organization that are say they need Ben Simmons to compete. They need Ben Simmons to compete for a championship. And there are others that say we need to cut the cord. We need to move on. We just need to, you know, just make, you know, make this divorce happen. I think the latter of that is just emotional and reactionary. Because I get it. It, it. You know, if you're listening to this, you've heard me talk about Ben Simmons a lot. I've written about Ben Simmons a lot. And I don't want to do either of those things anymore. Unless I'm talking about him playing a basketball game or about him actually being traded. The, these rumors, these leaks, I, I'm over it. I really am over it. And I get that a lot of you, are, I'm sure, are over it. And I'm sure that there are people within the Sixers organization that are very over it, that are tired of being asked about it, that are tired of, you know, every day wondering, hey, is Ben going to show up? Is he going to participate in the film session? Is he going to do his strength and conditioning? What, like, what, what is this going to look like for him? Does he actually want to play? Is this all in good faith with him and Rich Paul, that he is actually making an effort to improve his mental health, to become mentally ready to play another basketball game for the Sixers. So I'm sure there is emotion there, and that's why that whole cut the cord thing is coming from, because you want to move on, and I get that. But I think you have to understand it from Daryl Morey's perspective of why like, you can't make a trade just to make a trade. You can't do you're always going to lose in that scenario. I get it. He he's it seems at this point he is hellbent on doing whatever it takes, Ben Simmons, that is, to make sure he never plays another game for the Sixers. He's really he's pulling out all the stops. He's really trying to make it happen. But I don't think that Daryl Morey is going to relent here either. Now what is the resolution? I don't know. They're gonna, they're gonna, as has been reported, they're gonna keep finding him. Uh, you know, they find him for not being on the West Coast trip. And I think a couple of the things that have been written, one by our own Steve Littman on LibertyBallers.com, just the idea of at this point, maybe you just send Ben Simmons home. You just pay him. You eat it. You send him home. You wait for a good trade. A bet. I shouldn't say a better trade to materialize than what you see now. Then again, too, our, our our guy Harrison Grimm at Liberty Ballers wrote something about how the other teams that have been rumored to have interest in Ben Simmons, all of them, you know, some of them are in tough spots. Look at what's going on in Portland with their front office. Um, and really on the court, they've just been okay. Sacramento is a mess. Uh, Luke Walton's already on the hot seat. Uh, you look at the Minnesota Timberwolves and their struggles already. Uh, they're... All that to say that this is why Daryl Morey was waiting because at the beginning of the year, the Minnesota Timberwolves thought they could make the playoffs. So did the Sacramento Kings. Dame Lillard was willing to give this thing a chance and see, hey, maybe with Chauncey Billis, maybe our defense can get better. Well, guess what? Their defense is still bottom five in the NBA with showing no signs that it's going to get any better than that. So I think when you factor that all in, I think that's why it makes sense for Daryl Morey to take the approach he has. And 
Um, you know, Kyle Newbeck of the Philly Voice, I thought, wrote a, a really good piece, basically breaking down, you know, the whole Rich Paul, Sham Sharani piece at the Athletic, and like it, man, it felt like a hit piece. It, it it felt like a it felt like Rich Paul provided Shams a hit piece. Like it was it was bizarre. Um, for him to go on record and just basically bash the Sixers and accuse them of not being understanding or not being empathetic to a person going through mental health struggles. I mean, I think, and it, not only that, to say that he believes the organization is exacerbating those mental health issues. I mean, that's just, I think that's totally out of bounds personally. And for you, as Kyle noted, and I completely agree, like for you to, in one side of your mouth, say the Sixers are doing all this, you know, are causing more harm by, by putting this, making this all public, putting this all out on the surface and then for you to give those quotes to get quoted direct directly in a story and then also publicize the situation, like how is that helping Ben Simmons? Comparing it to the freaking John Wall situation, which is nothing like this Ben Simmons situation. How is that helping Ben? Because I don't think it is. All these little leaks leaking out that, you know, Ben's not happy with his fit next to Joel or, you know, Ben doesn't want to play in front of these fans anymore. How is any of that helping Ben Simmons' mental health to leak all this stuff um, and to have him have to face... Because eventually, he's going to have to face the music in one way or another, right? Like, if he ever decides to play for the Sixers again, which, again, as we've discussed, seems pretty unlikely at this point, he's going to have to face the media. And it's not going to be pretty. And he's going to have to answer to all of these things, all of these rumors, all of these leaks, everything that's come out. He is going to have to respond to that. If not here, after he gets traded, you better believe that press conference. He's going to get a tons of those kind of questions of what really went wrong in Philadelphia. Now, he might sidestep it. He might not give a good answer. We've known him to be a little snarky, a little condescending at times. So I wouldn't be surprised to, to maybe that, you know, that that's the answer you get. But at some point, he's going to have to face he's going to have to respond to all of these things that have leaked that have been leaked out and how that's good for his mental health is beyond me um because it's not it's just flat out it's not so i've been saying from the get go not maybe not from the get go but i i think when doc doc Daryl Morey Josh Harris the Sixers brass they went out to LA to meet Ben Simmons and that's where he formally asked them basically said, I, I never want to play, you know, I, I want to be traded. I don't want to be a Sixer anymore. The word I keep coming back to is just disappointment. Because this is just such a disappointing situation for everybody. And really, you know what? And it really does, it rubs me the wrong way. Rich Paul wins here no matter what. He just, he wins here no matter what. Because his goal is to get Ben Simmons the hell out of Philadelphia. It looks like, eventually it's not maybe not going to happen anytime soon or in his timeline but eventually he's going to make that happen and Ben Simmons will no longer be a sixer meanwhile his other client that is becoming a star before our eyes is going to take over for Simmons and probably get very handsomely paid by this organization in the coming years when he is um, extension eligible so the fact that Rich Paul wins here no matter what is probably the most frustrating thing because guess what? No one else really wins. 
I, I, maybe you could make the argument that if Ben Simmons eventually gets traded, he wins. I, okay. I mean, if he gets traded to Minnesota and they become a perennial, like, what, play-in team, I, cool. I mean, I, I guess he gets what he wants because he's not under the microscope of Philadelphia and quote-unquote gets to make mistakes, whatever. Uh, maybe he views that as a win. But this is – the chances of him getting traded to a good team are remote. And then I, I just – I don't know. I I'm very curious to see what he looks like on a different team. Is he going to change his game? Is he going to expand his game? Is he going to do things differently? Is he going to accept coaching? Um, is he going to accept criticism from that, from whatever media base, you know, he goes to next? Because, you know, uh, basically they, they've made it seem like he'll go anywhere. He wants to be anywhere but Philadelphia. All right, you want to go to Boston? Good luck with that. <laughs> you want to be in freaking Boston compared to Philadelphia? Yeah, have fun. Because that... That would not be, and even like going to L.A. or something like that's not. You're gonna have to face some pretty hard. Like you're, you see what goes on with the Lakers and the scrutiny they face. You want to deal with that? You think that's better than Philadelphia? Like I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see how he winds up in a better situation than what he has here. And it's ugly, and it's going to continue to be ugly. And I don't. I think anyone who thinks that they have an answer to how this is going to end. I think it's just lying because no one knows. Ben Simmons doesn't know. Rich Paul doesn't know. Darren Morey doesn't know. No one knows how this is going to all end. But I can tell you this. I would be shocked if he is traded before December 15th. And even then, I would be mildly surprised if he is traded on December 15th. I've said all along, I, I think trade deadline is the most logical thing. Will he play another game before then? Probably not. He'll probably it might end up being a situation where they just have to pay him to stay home, which I, I think at this point do it, pay him to stay home, get him out of your hair, and you know what, and then, and then because then at that point, what can Rich Paul do, right? If you tell Ben Simmons, okay, Ben, go back to L.A., we're gonna pay you, we're not gonna find you anymore. What can they say at that point? They like they've done everything they can to force a trade. They're not gonna trade him anytime soon. You're, you can't do a hit piece if the team pays him and he, he's away from the team. Like, you like what are you going to do? Like, uh, it's just, I'm just, I'm still, I can't get over him comparing it to the John Wall thing. Like, what? What a joke to compare it to the John Wall situation. All right, I'm getting fired up. So we're, <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it up on that, that note. But I want to thank you all so much for checking out the Coming In For A Landing podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Please Rate, subscribe, download wherever you get your podcasts. And please visit us at libertyballers.com for all the latest on the Sixers and, of course, the Ben Simmons situation. We've been all over it from the jump. I am your host, Paul Hudrick, and I will talk to you next time. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.